You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of B-School. I've got a guest on the show who I think y'all are going to be really excited to learn from. Her name is Rachel Renock, and she's the co-founder and CEO of Wethos. Rachel actually left her job as a creative director in advertising at the age of 25 in pursuit of more meaningful work, which I think a lot of us can relate to. Without any prior experience or network in the tech world, Rachel was able to raise $4.6 million, y'all, that's a ton of money, to build a company that today employs a diverse team of 22 people across 18 cities. Rachel, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited too. So as I just mentioned in your intro, you spent some time in the agency world before you launched Wethos. My husband is a designer. He's done the agency life. He actually just recently got out of it. And I know that it can be really demanding. Mm -hmm. How did your agency experience shape your relationship to work and life? Yeah, sure. So I mean, it's funny because the way that you even articulated the question kind of (laughs) answers it like he just got out of it, right? Which is (laughs) how I felt when I left. I think the one thing I'll say about it is that I met so many incredible people in the agency world and so many incredible creative folks. And um, I think, you know, a lot of people probably feel this way. But one of the things that was frustrating for me about it was just the amount of kind of like red tape and bureaucracy and politics and, you know, the lack of, I guess, real meritocracy, which doesn't necessarily exist anywhere. In terms of the people inside of the agency sort of being trapped in this really old school kind of madman era system. And I was at a couple of the big agencies in New York. And, you know, with the way that digital media was moving in terms of like, when I was coming up into the agency world, um, it became clear just very quickly that a lot of those agencies were not structured for the new sort of future. So I did spend a few years in the industry. And I think um, I took a lot of learnings away from that experience in terms of just like what's broken about it. And I also left with uh, not a tech network, but I did leave with a really great creative network that, you know, now I work with again today through Wethos. And I think that there was a lot of really rough things about working in an agency and about the amount of sort of like pressure and work going on there. Um, and also the lack of just meaning and creative freedom that people, you know, didn't have. So it was definitely a, gr- a really good experience for me, but I think it taught me a lot about what was broken and sort of enabled me to launch Wethos, which is, you know, hopefully the antidote to that. <laughs> yeah, that's sometimes you have to go through experiences where you see how you don't want the world to exist so that you can create something different. Totally. <laughs> and now, so you're growing Wethos, which in some ways means you've got a lot more control, you've got more autonomy, but it also, at least in my experience, means that you have a ton more to do. So mm-hmm. right now, as a co-founder, as a CEO, how are you personally integrating work and life? That's one part of the question. And then the second part is, how are you also empowering your team to integrate work and life as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, so the first thing is that we're a completely remote and distributed team. So that in and of itself 
helps in terms of opening the doors to more work-life balance. Although I'll caveat that with a point about like, you have to put time and energy and effort into making sure you're doing that because there's also the other side to that coin in terms of remote work, which is, oh, I'm never not working. (laughs) So creating boundaries, I think is super duper important for myself personally. And it's something that we really instill on the team as well. And by that, I mean, you know, setting working hours, getting into a good routine, you know, shutting my laptop. I don't get online past 8pm if I can help it. Um, And just finding ways to really integrate work with my life rather than the other way around. Um, I, I think having been a remote team for about two years now, it's wild to me that people, that companies ask people to like uproot their entire lives, their families for a job when a job should be just part of your overall like holistic life. And so this, this sort of like centering of work that is kind of like plaguing <laughs> particularly America I think is is sort of a broken system. And it just seems crazy to ask people to do that. And so with our team, you know, we have a lot of um, processes in place in terms of being remote that enable people to have that work-life balance. So things like set working hours, we don't expect people to respond on Slack after a certain hour. We, we work across a bunch of different time zones. So some people are online at seemingly weird hours. And so it's really important to create those boundaries and say like, hey, I don't expect a response right now, but I'm just putting this there so I don't forget. And just being really clear with the team. And I think, you know, even given what's happening literally today with um, the health crisis, we just got off of an all hands call this afternoon and we told everybody uh, we have a mandatory mental health day every quarter. And uh, my co-founder and I told everyone we want, we're making it mandatory for everyone to take a mental health day over the next two weeks. You can choose a day. We don't care, but please like take some time for yourself to sort of unwind and I think that's super important. And so to me, it's just about empowering people to build work into their lives, whether they have kids they want to pick up from school or take to karate or have dinner with, or they want to get up early in the morning and do CrossFit, um, or they want to travel the world while they're working. Like, we don't care necessarily what it is that um, drew them to this kind of lifestyle, but we do also know that it is a lifestyle. And I think it's less about dictating how people do it and more about giving them those frameworks and those boundaries to work within so that they can then um, integrate work with their lives the way that they see fit. Mm, I love that. And I think, especially as we're recording this right now, it's kind of at the height of everything that's going on with COVID-19. And so I think a lot of companies that maybe operated in a more traditional paradigm are being forced to rethink that and seeing, oh, wow, there actually are other ways that we can approach work that don't require people to be sitting where I can see them and know when they're taking a bathroom break or whatever. So this is obviously something that's serious and can have a lot of negative implications for where we're at societally, but I'm also hopeful that it will usher in maybe a more holistic view of work and life that could maybe bring in some benefit as well. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think so. I hope so. I mean, I, I can't imagine the stress of a large company. Even I'm just thinking about like the agencies I used to work at having to basically like turn themselves inside out overnight and go remote. And you know, remote work is not like a phase, right? It's a strategy, and you have to have a strategy, and you have to have processes, and you have to deeply think about it from an operations perspective. And without any of that infrastructure, I imagine it's going to take a toll on people. And, you know, I would say like super important that people remain patient with themselves during that process. And I think that 
it's going to shed, unfortunately, some really clear light on where a lot of these companies are lacking operationally. And like we, um, to your point, like we don't task manage, like I, we set goals, we set priorities and we let our team deliver. And if you can do your work from, at two in the morning from the moon for all I care, like <laughs> um, because we communicate uh, a lot asynchronously and we touch base on a consistent cadence and we're, we have structure in place. And so I think that's probably going to be the biggest challenge for people. And unfortunately, that burden of that lack of management burden sort of falls a lot on the people who actually execute the work. And I, I definitely feel for people who are going through like a very jarring and isolating experience having to be remote overnight. So I do hope and I do think really great things and really great conversations are going to come out of it. But I do imagine there's a lot of anxiety around it right now. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I'm curious what you think the future of work looks like. Like if you could paint with broad brush strokes and see the best case scenario, what do you think the future of work is? You know, I think a lot of people probably would expect me to say like the future of work is remote, but I don't necessarily believe that. I think, and I'm not one to, I guess, uh, create dichotomies. Like I think the future of work is about... Um, like I said, sort of building life and work together and not centering work around everything. And so I do feel that this idea of, of requiring somebody to uproot their entire lives to a brand new place, potentially their entire families is crazy. <laughs> I hope that goes away. But I also feel that a good balance is important. And there's nothing that really does replace in-person collaboration. And I think like, so we as a company, we get together in person as a full team every six months for a week. And then I get together with my exec team every quarter for a week. And like I said, you know, we use that time to do our planning, to um, look back, do retrospectives, to look forward, to bond with each other, to sit with each other. We create a lot of amazing bonds online. I mean, people fall in love online, right? So you can certainly work together online. <laughs> but I don't know that there is necessarily a remote um, replacement for that. Although maybe some Fortnite evangelists might argue with me there. <laughs> but I think like... I do think it's about balance and I think it's about building a culture and a process that works best for your team. And so, you know, I imagine as we grow, we might have smaller pop-up offices in each of these cities that people are in so that they can meet up with each other. We do things more around like giving stipends so that people can set their office, their home offices up for success. Um, and I think, so I think it's just about having a healthy balance and trying to just rethink some of these more traditional um, and rigid structures that we're in right now that, you know, we clearly see during this sort of crisis that we're in um, start to take a serious toll on our ability to respond to the pace in which the world is moving at this point. So I do think the future of work is sort of a, a flexible, a more flexible solution, but I don't think that it's necessarily like everybody's in an office or everybody is remote. I think it's about building processes around what your company needs and what your employees need to be successful, to be happy in their lives. I tend to be in the camp of like, when you treat people the best, you attract the best people. And uh, this culture of sort of like abuse that is widespread throughout the for-profit sector, frankly, uh, well, and the nonprofit sector, I will say, has to come to an end. And I think as more power just starts to transition into the power into the hands of employees, and we've seen this throughout all of history with the you know the unionization, there's going to have to be a serious uh, reckoning and sort of come to Jesus moment about what people deserve and what how they should be treated and how you know we tell people to basically be cultish and like family like and then we turn around and um, something happens and and then we let everybody go you know so the, you can't have it both ways i guess is my point so i think future of work is about centering 
our priorities around our people, because no matter what kind of company you are, if you don't have your people, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Those are the people who are doing the work. So I think it has to be more about centering people, putting intentionally putting more power in their hands, listening to them, being empathetic and building a future together, um, rather than this sort of top down really, you know, to a certain extent, like dictatorship like style that is of like, again, the sort of madman era. And I, I would love to see that phase out. And I would love to be a really positive force in making that happen. Hmm. Thank you for sharing. I uh, am excited to dive into these lightning questions with you. Yeah. So the first question is, what's something that you've learned recently that you're excited about? And it can be on any topic, doesn't have to be business related. So I uh, recently, I've been, well, I've, it's a work in progress. I've been learning to animate, which is something that I really wanted to do for a while. I have a background, creative background, obviously, and I did a lot of design, but I'd never really gotten into animation. And there's so many amazing tools right now that enable you to like learn that skill really quickly. And I've been just like trying to make a ball bounce, <laughs> like really simple stuff we're talking, but that's been really fun for me. And it's given me a, a creative outlet because my job today, you know, is a bit more, is a little less creative than it used to be. That's really awesome. I was just at a conference and I took a gift making class. Yes. And so I'm like even more basic than where you're at. I'm like... <laughs> really simple things in Photoshop. But I'm like, Oh my gosh, I made that. It's very satisfying. It's totally satisfying. It's really fun to be like, Oh my God, look at that little red dot. I made it look like a ball bouncing. <laughs> it's like a sad fun, but like, I, you know, hopefully can get a little bit more advanced. But I'm really I've been really in emotion lately. And I really I just love communicating visually. And I think like, I think everything could be visual, um, the way that we communicate on social media. And I, I do think there's a whole piece to that in terms of how we digest information in general. But anyway, all that is to say that I've been having a lot of fun. And if people haven't checked it out, Adobe Animate is super interesting and it's pretty easy to pick up. So definitely recommend. Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. And now I'm like, let me let me look into Animate. Maybe I'm going to game. What's something that you're in the process of unlearning? Oh, well, I'm definitely unlearning like doing everything. Like I'm, I'm very much a doer, and I can be, I can be a little chaotic in that. Uh, just from a, I, maybe it's my creative background. I don't know, but you know, I have a much bigger team now, and it's definitely been a learning curve in terms of delegation and learning how to ramp that up and learning how to be supportive and giving them the resources that they need, which is really more my job now um, than actually getting in there and doing it myself. And it's been an awesome transition, honestly. I, like It's been hard and there have definitely been painful moments, but I, I really, really have enjoyed the team that we've built. And I've really enjoyed the size that we are right now. It's like enough people where I can still be pretty involved in what's going on and all the initiatives, but not not so little amount of people that like my co-founder and I are running around doing everything and like sweating and <laughs> not able to function because there's just so much work to do. So this is like a really, really awesome size. And I'm just trying to embrace it while I can. Um, so I know we'll continue to grow. And I'm just really having a good time in terms of, of, you know, growing the team in that way. I love that. And then the last question is my favorite. What's a way that you've grown that you're proud of? And this is really your opportunity to brag and celebrate <laughs> yourself. Yeah. So as like an art school kid, <laughs> you know, I haven't taken a math class since high school. And I was told in high school very much so that I was bad at math, which, you know, sure. But I think with that 
comes this sort of assumption that I had about what I could and couldn't do with my life. And it was, it was sort of ingrained in me so early on that I gave up on it. And I think in the process of building this company and really learning the business side of things and really, you know, going through the process of fundraising, going through the process of creating financial projections, all of the things that sort of are incorporated into that. I, I'm just really proud at how I've learned over time and how I hadn't, I didn't let, I think what I was told for years and years, like you're bad at math, like don't go into the business side of things basically. And I just kind of ignored that. And I just went ahead and I did it. And I, I'm certainly, uh, I have a joke with my co-founder, we don't get in math fights because Claire's always right for sure, 90% of the time. <laughs> but um, I've learned a ton and my ability to pick up on that information and all the jargon and the financial language and all the business school stuff that I just didn't have. Uh, I literally read Corporate Finance for Dummies once, which I do not recommend. <laughs> You know, it, it's a huge learning curve, and every day sometimes feels like my first day at work. But I'm really proud of the, the fact that I was able to overcome that and learn. And you know, I have a CFO now, which is amazing. But I'm continuing to sort of compound those skills over time. And I think your ability to learn also compounds. I feel like I'm getting faster at learning. I feel like I'm able to uh, think about things more deeply. And I just think that the more that we learn, the better we get at learning, and the better we get at understanding how we learn. And I think that that's super important. So. Uh, short answer is math. <laughs> That's really awesome. I, I love that one. I never know what the piece is that people are going to be proud of. And I love the diversity of answers. So props to you. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, not the sexiest answer, but math is important. <laughs> it is important, especially when you're running and growing a business. It's something that at some level you have to be able to get more comfortable with. Totally. So if people are interested in you and in the work that Wethos is doing, how can they stay connected? Yeah, for sure. So obviously, you know, you can um, follow us on social media. It's just at Wethos Co. across all the things. Uh, Twitter is my favorite platform. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter if you dare. Uh, it's RachRen1. That's probably the best way to stay in touch. But definitely check out the website. You know, if you're a freelancer, we'd love to chat. And if you're somebody who's looking to pop up a marketing team anytime soon, that would be awesome too. The last thing I'll just say quickly is if there are any founders listening. I do do like founder office hours for people who are trying to get their businesses off the ground or raise money or do sales or whatever the challenge may be. So I am absolutely happy to um, chat with anybody. And if you want to just like slide into my DMs on Twitter, I can send you the link and uh, we can book a call and, and get it going. I always love to hear what people are working on. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. This is great. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com. 